Man, I'm y'all are, y'all are amped tonight. What's up? I'm excited about this. Usually I'm like, okay, gotta get excited, gotta get everyone excited. Y'all are getting me excited. Let's go. Um, sweet. Well, welcome to Chi Alpha. Y'all excited to be here? Hey, hey, tonight, y'all know what y'all are in for? If you've been here for the last couple weeks, tonight is the final installment of the Sin Trilogy that, that has been created. This is so, ex- y'all, this is awesome. Um, thank y'all for coming. I'm going to pray real quick, and then, uh, and then we'll start. Jesus, we love you, God. Um, Father, just help us, to, help us to hear your voice tonight, Lord. Um, speak to us in a way that we can understand you. Speak to us in a way that we can recognize that it's your voice, that it's not something else, Lord God, that it's you, Holy Spirit. Uh, we love you. God, would you speak through me? Help me hide behind you. Help me speak your words, Lord. We love you, and you never pray. Amen. Um, sweet. So, yeah, final installment, okay? Sin Trilogy, this is the end. This is like the return of the king, okay? Yes. Uh, all other trilogies are inferior. Yes. Um, okay, so this is really cool. So we said, right, y'all remember? Y'all can say it with me. See your sin, hate your sin, and tonight, yeah, forsake your sin. Let's go. Okay? And it's sweet. It's like a real progression. I realized that recently, like, in order to hate your sin, you have to see your sin. And in order to forsake your sin, you have to hate and see your sin, right? Like, it's a, it's a real progression there. Um, and so I'm going to do a real quick recap, and then we'll just dive in, okay? Um, so he said, see your sin. Sin is essentially what? Selfishness, right? Um, God is always innocent, and we have to realize that our sin is what our responsibility, right? And then we got to see we hate our sin. Our sin breaks relationships. And Sean did, man, you did such a good job talking about this. Like, why would you like something that breaks relationships? Why would you like something that hurts you? Nobody likes that. Why would you like something that hurts someone that you love? Why would you like something that that hurts God? Like, like we should hate that stuff. Like, sin is really, like, hate-worthy. <laughs> That's a word, but it's true. Uh, and God didn't intend for us to sin. He didn't create us to be a race of rebels. He wants to, to bring redemption and restoration to our relationship with him, right? Um, so that's what I want to go at tonight is we are either going to be alive in sin or alive in Christ, okay? You really can't be both. I uh, hope you all get there. Okay, so this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you all something. Okay, you ready? Have, I know you all know this guy. Have y'all ever seen the movie E.T.? Okay, yes. Y'all, I was so nervous about asking that because I was like, oh, two people have seen it. Y'all, E.T. is so good, okay? Like, I don't usually talk to, like, E.T. goes hard, for real. Like, that movie will make any grown man cry because it's, yes, thank you. And, I'm like, it's so good. There's so much good stuff in that movie. But this has nothing to do with the good stuff in that movie. Do y'all, okay, does anybody here know where E.T.'s from? Yeah, no one actually knows, so we just say outer space, okay? There's, in the E.T. universe, some say that it crosses over with other universes. You can do research on that if you want. But in the E.T. universe, no one knows where he came from. But he came from far away, right? So if you met someone who was from very far away, 
right, uh, not down the street, and they came to WVU for the very first time, what would you tell them? Like, if you only had a few minutes with someone, like, what would you tell them? Would you, like, would you be, like, nervous? Like, oh, man, I don't want to waste this time. Oh, WVU, we're the Mountaineers. Like, who cares? No, you want to, like, <laughs> like, that's cool and all, but that's not really that important. Like, you probably want to be like, okay, hey, here's where I live. If you ever need anything, like, I can give you a ride. Um, the bathroom's over here. Like, like very important things. Like, like, you can get food here, and it's cheap or, or whatever. Um, Whenever we talk about, you know, the first thing that we say to someone, it's usually something we want it to be important, right? Um, and so when we look at the life of Jesus, uh, the very first thing he said, um, I assume he thought was really important, right? Does anybody know Jesus? You all know this. Jesus and John the Baptist are what? Cousins. Yes. And they both were basically preachers, and they both on their very first sermon, you could say, um, they went out and they said the exact same thing there, and they said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, right? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. And you're like, man, I don't know, God, shouldn't you say like, like, do y'all think that's weird? Like that he said repent and not like, I love you, or like, I'll go after the one and not the 99. You know, like all these like real popular things to say, uh, but he said Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And that, like, bothers a lot of people, you know? That's, like, that's okay. Um, and so tonight, as I'm talking about um, forsaking your sin, I have to interchange this word, forsake equals repent, okay? Forsake equals repent. Um, so write that down, just remember it, okay? Okay. So, it's the very first thing Jesus said. This is the very first thing John the Baptist said. It is incredibly important to God. Here's how I know. There's 31,102 verses, give or take, in the Bible. Okay? God's word. It's a lot, yeah. Um, one out of four of those is about salvation. Okay? So, just mere math we could say that salvation's decently important to God, right? At least 25% important to him, okay? Um, and then about a third of those verses are about salvation are about repentance. So, so repentance is like a big deal to God, but we don't really talk about it. You don't have to raise your hand, but like, I mean, you're not sitting around thinking about repentance all day, and you're probably not looking up podcasts or like, you know, your, your, whatever, your app or whatever is probably not like, dude, verse of the day, repent, okay? Like, you're probably, it's always like this, like, don't hear me, like, I'm not trashing on anything else, but it's usually just something that we kind of, like, skip over, right? I mean, am I the only person that does this? No, okay, didn't think so. Okay, so what is repentance? We gotta, we gotta nail that down. Um, and I think for me, the best way to see that is what it's not. Um, so I'm gonna say two things. Repentance is not saying you're sorry, okay? Um, it's not saying you're sorry. Sometimes you say, hey, say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I say it for real. I'm sorry. You know, like you're doing one of those. Like that's not repentance. And then the other one is this, and this is like my favorite. Um, it's not when you're driving in the car and, uh, <laughs> and like something happens and it like startles you, right? But maybe like someone that you look up to is in your car or like someone that you are like kind of trying to impress. And then the vocabulary that you choose 
you know, may not be the vocabulary that you would have chosen any other time around this said person. And and then you like say it and then you're like, <gasps> what do you say? I'm so sorry, I didn't what mean to say that, right? If you're honest, what you would really say is, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed that you saw what I'm really like, <laughs> right? Like, like that's really what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that's not repentance. Repentance is not covering up. You know, you spend your whole life trying to be one person, and then in an instant, you, like, who you really are is, like, revealed, and you're like, oh, oh, God, repent. But it's not repentance, okay? So what is repentance? True repentance is a condition for salvation, okay? I'm going to say two things about repentance, well, two major things about repentance, and then we'll be done, okay? So true repentance is a condition for salvation, okay? We have to go into a little bit of technical jargon when it comes to this, okay? This is law stuff. I'm not a lawyer, but I did learn this, and it's pretty fun. So if you're thinking about going to law school, First class. Y'all ready? If you're not, maybe this will get you excited and you're like, man, I'll sign up for law school. <laughs> like, you can do that. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, true repentance is a condition for salvation. Condition, the definition, not really a technical one, is not without which. Okay, it just describes it. Condition means not without which. Okay, and then we're going to go on to this next thing. It's called grounds. Um, it's not what you eat for breakfast or drink for breakfast. It's the reason for which something happens, okay? The reason for which something happens. So when I say true repentance is a condition for salvation, what does that mean? That statement means you cannot have salvation without true repentance, okay? Okay, thank you. Um, so here's the deal. It's not an optional extra. It's not like if you go and you get like, Chick-fil-A sauce, or you get, like, ranch. Like, it's not an optional extra. Like, basically, this is what you're going there for. You're going to get saved through mercy, but by being repentant, okay? So it's not like this. You got saved. That's good. And if you'd like to, you can also repent. That would be good, too, right? It's, it's not, like, separable. And this is where I'm going to, like, go deeper into this, but I want to just kind of, like, lay these out so that we're kind of all on the same page, all right? Um, and so this is what this looks like, practically. Uh, in my life, um, if you would have asked me any time before, really, like, my second year of college, um, hey, Charles, are you a Christian? I would have been like, yes. Um, and then if you would have, like, spent any time with me, you would have been like, man, Christians are the worst. Because if that's what he is, I don't like that. Um, and so here's what happened. I went to university, okay? And for the first few months, I was doing this, like, I, you know, I think Jesus loves me. And I think the Bible is true. And God has to be real and all these things. But it didn't affect the way that I lived. And then I started to meet um, some really cool guys. And... Uh, and I owe, I owe a lot to those guys. Um, one of them became my small group leader. So if you have a small group leader here tonight, you are blessed. It's not normal to have a small group leader. And it is really, really exceptional that that's the case, okay? Um, and so I, I was hanging out with these guys. And they said these things. They were like, man, I love Jesus. It's not like we were sitting around, like, eating and they would just say that. But, like, y'all know what I mean. 
Like, they're like, man, I love Jesus. Dude, earlier today, I was spending time with God and blah, 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 right? Have y'all heard these things? And might like, weird you out? Um, and then they would say, like, man, I want to, like, do what I can. I want to, like, give these things up for God. And I was like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make, what, what does that even mean? Um, and the more that I saw what they said, they called themselves followers of Jesus, right? And I called myself a follower of Jesus. But when you added it up, it should have been like, you know, basically like right in line with each other. But man, like if you added it up, it was like gnarly. It would be like, what? Y'all are not even close to on the same page. Like you are crazy. Um, and that's because I was living a life without repentance. Okay. Y'all see what I'm saying? A little bit. Uh, I'm going to go a little further, but I just want to, like, set that up. And, and that may be the same for you and, like, a friend. Like, man, what happened? Um, why, why do we look so different? We say the same things here, but, like, in our hearts, like, it, they don't add up. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that's really important to, to say. Um, so I'm going to go through a couple things. Um, and these are just, like, what those conditions look like for true repentance. Um, the first one is honesty. And honestly, Sean, did, I'm not really going to say much about it because Sean did such a good, good job talking about seeing our sin. That's all it is. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take ownership for my sin. I did it, right? I am at fault here. Um, dude, it says, I, I read this quote. It says, the blood of Jesus doesn't cleanse excuses, only sins. And I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to make excuses anymore. Um, so that's honesty. You have to stop doing whatever you did that got you into trouble in the first place, okay? All this is, like, super reasonable and logical, right? Um, the second one's evidence. If you can't show that you're going to change, no judge would be, like, willing to, to show you, like, pardon, right? Like, they'd just be like, you're, you have no intention on changing. Why would I, like, let you back out into the world? You're just going to hurt others. You're going to hurt yourself, you know? Um, and then the last thing is promise. And this is, like, more of a commitment, like, saying, um, that you will have good conduct moving forward, showing that you've been rehabilitated, okay? Um, so I think those are th the three things that, like, repentance kind of looks like. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, unpack those a little bit more here in a second. Um, but those are the conditions, okay? So we talked about conditions. Now we'll talk about grounds. Um, the grounds of that decision, like salvation, come not from the accused, but from the actual judge. They come from God's mercy, okay? Salvation comes from his mercy, but the conditions of it come from confession of our crimes, owning up to and taking responsibility for them, and then a real decision to live differently, just like those conditions, okay? So, open your Bibles. Um, open them up to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18. We're going to read um, just a parable of Jesus that he said. Um, it's verses 9 through 14. Luke 18, 9 through 14. Um, it says, And he, sp he spoke this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God I thank you that I am not like other men are, <laughs> extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. That's like a really bad prayer. Okay. Um, and, the, and the tax collector, standing afar off, 
would not lift up so much even his eyes unto heaven, but struck his chest, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be humbled, and he that humbles himself will be exalted. So that guy, the tax collector, had the right heart, and that's what we're looking for. That's what God's looking for, okay? I want to present this case to you. I'm going to, like, read it. But, like, go here with me. Like, like let yourself, like, think about these things, okay? Um, I think this is, like, really important. It says this. You are a rebel against the king, a selfish sinner against the perfect laws of the universe. You're standing in a courtroom. You've been testified against, accused mostly by yourself, by, like, because of yourself. And now, just waiting the verdict... And in your heart and under your breath, you ask this question, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? You're standing before the judge who hears your quiet last resort question, and without earning or deserving, he offers you a pardon for your freedom. Do you take it? Your sentence, should you choose to reject this pardon, is death in this life and in eternity. His mercy extends the pardon to you, but there are conditions. He is a wise, just, and loving king. He doesn't want to be hurt again, taken advantage of, or made a fool. He lists out the things you must do. You must repent and believe. Your decision and fate rests in your hands. In his justice, there are limitations to his mercy. In his justice, there are limitations to his mercy. He cannot pardon a person who will continue to deceive himself and others into thinking up new and better laws or ignoring the ones that are already in place. He cannot pardon one who intends on continuing to break the laws because he got off the hook one time and surely he'll be pardoned again. The king cannot pardon one who is not willing to abide by the laws of the kingdom moving forward. And he cannot pardon one who believes that they are the true ruler and God of the universe because a maniac released back into society has damaging repercussions. You have a choice to make. Live under the guidelines, laws, and government of the one who is in his mercy is willing to pardon you and set you free forever. By accepting this mercy, you are expected to live according to his laws. Give up all your own plans and rights. But you are free and pardoned to live in his kingdom for eternity. You just have to play by his rules, recognizing him as the Lord and king. Or you can reject his pardon and you can reject his mercy. You can live under your laws. Choose to trust your own logic and goodness, obeying yourself as God and ruler, living out your selfishness to either the fullest extent or part of it, reject his grace and die as a slave to sin. Your choice determines your eternity. God's mercy is there for the asking. 
This guy in the parable, the, the tax collector said, have mercy on me, a sinner, because he saw what was real. He saw what Sean had talked about where we got to see our sins, and he, and he started to hate his sin, and then he realized this has to change. I can't do this myself. I need pardon. I need mercy. God, would you have mercy on me, a sinner, because you're the only one who's holy or righteous enough to give me that mercy. I can't do this myself. This, his attitude is the right attitude. Our attitude, sorry, his attitude is the right attitude. The, uh, the, the Pharisee had the one where like, oh, look at, look at me, I did all these things, right? Okay. And when I talk about these conditions, they're, they're not like what you do, okay? They're like who you are. You, you don't do honesty. You don't do promise, right? Like you, you are honest. You, have a, you give a promise, right? This is what it comes down to, y'all. It isn't about just getting away with sin, okay? God's mercy doesn't just free us from the consequence of sin. It's bigger than that. If you believe that's all this is about, if you believe that's all we're here for, then your God is too small. God's power and his mercy is actually about us stopping sinning it's freedom from the power of sin. He can give us that. God isn't that powerful if all he does is make it to where we don't go to hell when we die, but other people do. He restores this relationship between man and God, and he lets us walk out in freedom from sin and freedom in his kingdom. The real power of God is shown when we overcome temptation and repent from our sins and are saved from them while we're still alive on this side of eternity. If we believe that Jesus can save us from our sins today, then we can have a relationship with him set right, restored, and redeemed back to normal with God, back to the way it should be. We don't have to wait till we die and get to heaven to live in the kingdom of God. We can walk it out today. Repent, 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 repent. I said repentance, what I said, true repentance is a condition for salvation. This is the last thing. It's, a, it's actually a quote um, because my friend Winky Prattney can say it better than I can. He said this. It should be up there. There we go. Repentance, which is metanoia in Greek. This is awesome. Literally means above or beyond the mind. To repent means to change your mind. You thought dumb things about God, heaven, hell, and your own place in the world. Your picture of him was too small, too silly, or plain wrong. You lived a life that was stupid, selfish, and false. Y'all, this is me. This was me. I lived a life that was stupid, selfish, and false. But I believe this. If we see our sin and we hate our sin and we forsake our sin, a change of mind leads to a change of heart, which leads to a change of direction. Okay? Repentance easily summed up looks like this. I've loved these things more than God, and I want to change my mind. I've loved these things more than I've loved God, and now I want to change my mind. Pretty easy. That's God's grace. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, one more quote. Same guy. He says this. 
There is likewise a timing in building. The breaking down of the old and the cleaning out of the rubbish accumulated over the past must precede new construction. Repentance is the first condition of a new heart. We must turn from in order to fully turn to. To rush the job by leaving out the first steps may result in delay or damage to the intended project. (laughs) That's what my heart looked like. That's why I didn't add up with these other guys. And it's not, I wasn't comparing to them. I just didn't look the same. <laughs> I had to change my mind, which led to a change of heart, which led to a change of direction. Y'all can come up, Ben. Um, so repentance isn't like linear, okay? It doesn't go like, <laughs> it's digital, like a light switch. You're either repentant or you're not repentant, like obedience, right? Um, like if someone came up to you and they were like, oh man, this is a great day. I'm only a little bit pregnant today. You'd be like, what are you saying? (laughs) Right? It doesn't make any sense. You can't be some pregnant, not some not pregnant. You can't be a little bit obedient. You either are or you aren't. Here's the, here's the deal. Knowledge is linear. Okay. You can't be knowledge or not be knowledge. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. But you can have knowledge and you can gain knowledge. And so if you're thinking, man, like, like, do I, like, what does this look like? It looks like the more you know, the more you're responsible for. Okay? The more you know, the more you're responsible for. This is so tight. God's part is getting you to want to change. This is where grace and mercy come in. It's not all on me. It's not me, oh, if I'm repentant, then I save myself. No, if I'm repentant, I meet these requirements, and then I better beat my chest and beg God to have mercy on me. And he's good, so he will. Y'all believe that? Yeah. So here's the deal. (laughs) Uh, A friend in last night, he was like, man, everyone's going to be crying tomorrow night. Uh, and I was like, no, I don't want everybody to be crying tomorrow night because here's the deal. If you, if you, if you, I want there to be joy. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. And when a man found it, he went home and sold all that he had with what? Joy. So that he could go buy it and have it as his own. And that's our opportunity tonight. The point of this should not be to make you feel guilty or sad. It's just the reality of our rebellion against a holy and righteous God. The Holy Spirit's conviction is just factual. He doesn't, like, draw you in and, like, make you feel worse and worse and worse. Like, he's just like, hey, here's what you look like. And you're like, oh, you know, that's it. Like, that's it. By God's grace, we have an opportunity to walk in freedom. That's where God's grace is. He gives us a second chance, that pardon through his mercy, if we want it. If we want it, giving up sin should never be a drag. It's accepting the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. After we accept his grace and his mercy, we can fully walk in his freedom and in his kingdom. We are free to serve him, his kingdom, and no longer be oppressed by the slavery of sin. So tonight we're going to worship a little bit. um, And then, y'all, after worship, we're going to do something else. So hold on. Like, here's the two things I want you to do, okay? Ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of sin. Ask him, God, is there anything 
that you want me to repent of? Because there probably is. You might not even need to ask him. Um, And if you know of something, ask him to help you. Also, regarding that, ask him. Sometimes, like, because we, like, make a habit out of sin, um, our conscience kind of, like, gets seared a little bit. And, like, it gets scarred over. And we can't feel what we used to feel. Um, So ask, like, the Holy Spirit if that's true. Like, ask him if there's something that you should be convicted about that you don't feel anymore and you know is true. Because feelings aren't the source of truth. And he can, he, can, he can heal our conscience. That's crazy. God made it so he can heal it. Ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of sin. And then ask an honest, holy friend if there is sin in your life. If you came here with a small group leader, ask them. If, you, if you're close to someone in small group, ask them. And here's the deal. When you ask them, don't get mad at them for saying it, and don't make excuses. Take it and say, thank you, I love you for loving me enough to tell me these things, and then, and then bring it before the Lord, okay? Um, and while you're doing this, I know Sean, I know Sean had you do um, this a couple times, but like I've been doing it each week um, with the paper, y'all know what I'm talking about? Where you're writing down, okay, um, Jesus, like this is what I want to repent of. That's the, those are the things, I've seen it. I've started to hate it. Now I want to forsake it. And those are the things that we're going to repent of tonight. Okay? Cool. Sweet. Uh, y'all, I really think what Katie said is good. Um, if we take that seriously, yeah, we're going to look different, but it'll change the world. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we're going to go out back and there's going to be a party, um, (laughs) outside. Um, this is really fly. So this can be like really transformative. Um, we're going to celebrate this freedom by laying these sins before God and actually have like a barrel out there that's on fire and you're going to throw this crap away. You're not going to turn back. Okay. Like, Hey, and here's the deal. If y'all want, I, I, like, found backs of papers and stuff, and I put it up here if you, like, want more paper to, like, throw away. Because it's trash, y'all. Um, we're going to burn the old man and burn our old selves at the stake tonight and never, ever let them return. Re- Leonard Ravenhill said, there are two types of people in the world, those who are dead in sin and those who are dead to sin. And here's, like... Don't just, if it's just paper, like, that's okay, okay? Here. If, it, if it's just paper, that's okay. But, like, Jesus talks so seriously about sin. He said, like, y'all know he said, if he said if you, if you need to cut off your hand, your foot, or cut your eye out, do it if it means that you'll walk into a cripple into the kingdom of God and not fully functioning into the gates of hell, right? And so if you need to, like, like, I've seen this happen before. If y'all need to go back to your dorm or, like, apartment, don't freaking let, like, stacks of porn or, like, your laptop. Like, I've seen people burn this crap, like, bags of drugs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this is it. Um, if you're serious about this, like, let's take this seriously. Y'all, I, I, like, have my paper. I'm, like, so amped to burn. I've, like, wanted to rip it up, like, all the last three weeks. Um, but, yeah, your iPads, books, drugs, alcohol, just cut off your hands. Um dude, let's do it. Uh, (laughs) 
Let's deal thoroughly with sin tonight and walk in his salvation, his life, his freedom, and his grace. Um, and, like, I don't know if this is for someone. Uh, it is. Uh, I do know that. Um, don't let an app send you to hell. Okay? Like, don't let stupid crap like that send you to hell. Let's do this. Let's go.